Pirates have long fascinated the minds of men. Rebellious, adventurous, and free-spirited, they carved their own path in the world. After serving 10 years in the Navy, I took the plunge to write my own story. Since then, I've learned directly from some of the most savvy marketers in the game. My name is Ben Perry, and welcome to the Pirate Marketing Podcast. This is a question that I hear pop up from time to time. And the question is, how do I sell my big ticket program without sounding salesy? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Um, This mostly comes around because, I mean, this is percolating in my mind right now because I've had a couple of people um, submit applications to me. And that's been one of the things that they are struggling with is how do I sell my product or service without sounding salesy? And I also have uh, someone who is fairly new to sales who also doesn't want to come off as salesy. And so I've done some Google research just from, you know, my own experience and seeing what else is out there. And I figured that this would be an amazing podcast to to just go over this topic. So if you are somebody who is brand new to sales, then you're going to find this particular episode very valuable. And if you are a veteran at sales, right? If you have been doing sales for years, um, I think you would also get a lot out of this episode because um, I'm really going to be answering and tackling what I believe is going to eliminate just this thought process entirely so that you never sound like you are salesy ever again. So let's get into it. So I've broken this down into three different areas. And the first one that I want to talk about is genuinely be more interested in them and their problems. And what this is going to do is it's just going to take the focus off of you and put it onto them. So if you're in your own head and if you're wondering, hey, am I coming off as salesy? Am I being too much right now? Am I being too pushy? If you have any of that, um, and let's be honest, in most of the sales process, um, I think that most people don't believe that they're salesy. It's only in the objection handling that they really feel like now I'm bordering on becoming salesy. So I'm going to save that for an entire another episode, but just the premise of sounding salesy. If you are, again, focused on them, you have the focus put onto the prospect. You're listening genuinely, intently, you're looking to be able to help them solve their problem, then that completely eliminates this feeling of being salesy, right? If you're in your head, you're dead. That's what I learned in the Navy. So keep it about them, keep the focus on them, and you won't go wrong. Number two, I want to say is... How much do you believe in your product or service? I mean, like really how much? Um, Because it goes without saying 
But if you don't believe what you're selling will get them results, then you're going to come off as inauthentic anyway. You're going to come off as fake. And your own conscience is going to eat you alive. Um, so this is true, unless you're a psychopath, in which case it doesn't matter. Or as Jordan Peterson calls it, the dark triad, right? Narcissistic, psychopathic, Machiavellian. Um, I don't believe that's any of you. And, you know, I I don't attract fake or inauthentic people or inauthentic people to this to to this podcast. Um, because the very nature of you listening to this, I'm just going to assume that you are a person of integrity and that you do believe in your service and that you know your service can help people get results. So with that out of the way, when you know that your service or your product works and it does as it's, as it's intended and it's able to produce results, then you're able to feel in alignment and feel congruent when you are selling. So this is something that uh, we talked about when I worked at Traffic and Funnels. Like an accountant can come into their job every single day and they could absolutely hate their job. Doesn't matter. It's not going to change the results of what the job is doing for them. Um, but salespeople, on the other hand, and if you're a business owner, then this also falls in with you. If you are selling something, salespeople, conviction is absolutely the thing that you need. You cannot have sales or salespeople that don't believe in your product because then, because if salespeople lose conviction, then they lose the ability to be able to sell. And if somebody has conviction for a product or even conviction behind a particular person, like they stake their reputation on that person. Um, then there's inexperienced salespeople that will outsell experienced salespeople all day long. Somebody who has conviction will be able to sell it better than somebody who doesn't. And if you are the business owner, then you by default should have the most amount of conviction for what you are selling. So with that being said, if you know you're helping people get results and those results are measurable, or you can point to an event that you're helping them to achieve an outcome, then that helps to eliminate this feeling of sounding salesy when you know that what you're doing is in their best interest. Okay. So that's number two. Number one, genuinely be more interested in them and their problems. And then number two, how much do you believe in your product or service? Um, you know what? Before I move on to number three, I wanted to mention, um, go review some of your own client case studies and testimonials. Go review some of your recent client case studies and testimonials. Um, because again, when you can have a reminder, right, that the things that you're selling are helping people and then you're able to remind yourself of all the people who have said, you've changed my life. I'm seeing things in a completely new way because of you. It really helps with your conviction. And uh, when you believe that what they are investing is only a fraction of what they're like, what they stand to gain, then it changes the entire conversation. All right. 
the third thing for how to sell big ticket without sounding salesy is have you tried to reframe yourself? I mean, have you actually walked down this path before? And I know this might be a little heady or it might be a little out there, but if you're truly committed to not wanting to sound salesy, then I think that the next five minutes might be the most valuable five minutes that you could possibly spend on any program, any course, any podcast. And I will put my name and my reputation next to this. If this doesn't help, like rattle some rocks inside your head by the time you're done with this, um, then let me know. Okay, so here's, here's and, I, and I wrote this out because I put a lot of time and effort into this. So have you tried reframing yourself? This usually stems from a belief that you have that is either conscious or unconscious. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, maybe I was three or four, my family had a family friend over. Um, the rest of my family was off somewhere out of the living room. I'm in the living room with this family friend. Obviously, they're, they're watching the kid. And there's a commercial that comes on in the middle of like this football game that the guy was watching. And the commercial showed a bunch of swans flying across the screen. And I asked him, what is that? And he said, that's a commercial. And so probably for the next 10 years, I thought swans were called commercials. I just didn't know. And so I'd wired this up inside my head like, okay, swans are commercials. I just thought that that's, I mean, he said it. And, you know, it was around the time when I was asking a whole bunch of questions. Why is this? What's that? Da, 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 da. I didn't know the difference. And he didn't know that I was asking what animal that was. He was answering the concept, right? The concept is that whole thing that you're viewing is called a commercial. But to me, in my, you know, childlike, more reptilian-like kind of assessing the world, I wanted to know physically what is that thing, which I think is also, that's probably a lesson for all of you marketers out there. Are you trying to explain complex concepts to people when they just want to know what animal that is? Like what physical noun is this thing, right? Like I, I'm, I'm holding up a pen, right? So if I ask, what is this? And if we were to answer conceptually, we might say this is a weapon of mass creation. We might say that this is the fuel for a philosopher's journal. Or, you know, it is the, the raw ideas of a poetic masterpiece lies within this tool here. But if we're just asking, what is this thing? This is a pen, the noun, right? So anyway, we wire these beliefs up unconsciously most of the time. Okay. To use uh, it, it, like, it's like a bunch of trees fall down in the forest. And when you go to investigate, like, that there's no rhyme or reason. All these trees are just falling all over the place. There's just logs everywhere. 
And that's kind of like the ideas. That's kind of like the beliefs that we have. Beliefs just kind of fall down and they just kind of stack on top of each other. To use another analogy, like they end up being tangled webs that are weaved together, whether they belong together or not. This is where the unconscious part comes in. And then more web is laid down over the already tangled webbing. And then next thing you know, you have a Gideon's knot. If you're not unfamiliar with a Gideon's knot, it's a knot that's impossible to like, you know, undo. And so people are walking around with Gideon's knots of beliefs, but they've never actually stopped to question their beliefs. And that makes me think of Alex Hermosi's most, you know, favorite quote. He starts it off in his $100 million offers book and he says, we question all of our beliefs except for the ones that we truly believe and those we never think to question. And so I'm going to invoke that right now and say, what is the belief that you have when you say, I don't want to sound salesy? And we're going to break this down in the next couple of minutes. Okay. Everybody's entitled to their beliefs. It's not on me to tell you what to believe, right? Um, you you don't have to believe what I believe and vice versa. However, when you are trying to get a certain result and it's been longer than 30 days, then maybe, maybe what we're doing needs to be addressed. Maybe the action plan needs to be reviewed, but maybe it's not what you're doing that needs to be addressed, but rather what do you believe that needs to be revisited with a fresh pair of eyes and a more mature sense of self? And mature meaning like you have more experience now than you did previously, regardless of how chronologically like old you are, right? So the formula for how we create meaning looks like this. External behavior equals internal state. So there's an external behavior outside of us, and then there, it creates an internal state, right? Do you see that? So most people talk about not wanting to sound salesy. Is this an internal state or an external behavior? Is it an internal state or an external behavior? If you're listening in the car or... If you're running or whatever, like take a moment, answer for yourself. Is the belief, okay, most people talk about not wanting to sound salesy. Is that an internal state or an external behavior? I would say that's an external behavior. All right. Sounding salesy. That's external. So what's the internal state? It might be people won't like me if I sound salesy, right? So you get that? There's always like, there's always one of these pieces missing, almost always. People don't just come up and say, I have this belief that people won't like me if I sound salesy. It usually sounds like I don't want to sound salesy, but what's the internal state? And it might be different for you. It might sound like I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to, you know, sound like a used car salesman, but the internal state is 
uh, like people aren't going to like me. People aren't going to buy from me. Therefore, people aren't going to like me. They're not going to like what I'm what I'm selling. Okay, so this is where we're going to go through a series of how to reframe ourselves. Okay, so first on the block, and I got all of these, by the way, from uh, a book called. Oh, my God. I forgot the name of the book, but it's by Dilbert Diltz. I think it's by Dilbert Diltz. Slide of Mouth. That's the name of the book. That's where I got these from. Okay. So cause effect statement. This X leads to this Y. You might say, if a person tries to sell anything, then people won't like them. Right? You got that? Cause effect. This X leads to this Y. If you try to sell anything, then people aren't going to like you. Right? Next, complex equivalence statements. This X means this Y. The fact that people are selling means that people won't like them. That's what that means, right? Next, identification. This X means this Y about me. People don't like salesy people, which means I must be undesirable. Do you see how we're going through this? We're kind of like one by one, we're untangling and taking a single thread and kind of getting it out from the knot so we can get down to the core essence because what we're looking for is a shift. In NLP, they call this a shift, okay? And in order to explain what a shift is, um, I'll use a story that I heard or read in, in one of these books. Um, and it goes like this. There was a, a father on a bus. And this was a, a packed bus. And uh, this father had three little kids. And these little kids uh, were, were just crazy, right? They're crying. They're climbing all over things. I mean, like, they're just, they're... They're not being parented. Uh, and uh, so the rest of the the bus kind of sees this happening. And the kids are you know, increasing in their annoyance until finally a man, you know, steps up and says something to the father. And he's like, hey, man, are you going to do something you know, about your kids? Like they're getting into everything. And the father doesn't really change his tone at all. He's just kind of sitting there, you know looking shaken not stirred and he doesn't even look up he just says oh sorry um yeah their um uh, their mom just died and we're headed back from the hospital and uh yeah i don't i don't really know like what to do and in that moment the man was like Oh my God. Yeah, dude, let me help you with your kids. And the rest of the bus was like, dude, like, how can we help? So I don't know if you heard that or you felt that where you, in one moment, it was, you felt like the father needed to take responsibility because how could you let your kids be climbing over everything to, oh my gosh, let me help you. Let me do whatever I can. Did you feel that? In NLP, that's what we call a shift. Okay, so that's what we're looking for as we're going through these different, these different limiting beliefs. Okay, 
So next, reframe the external behavior. We're talking about how not to sound salesy. Okay. And the belief is if I sell something, then people aren't going to like me because I'm going to sound salesy. So let's reframe the external behavior. You don't sound salesy. Some people love to be sold. Have you ever been wined and dined? Okay. Now reframe the internal state. It's not that people don't like you. It's that you haven't caught their attention yet. And they have no feelings either way, which is an advantage. So we're reframing the external behavior and we reframe the internal state. Maybe it's not what you thought it was. Maybe it's something different. Counterexample. Can you think of a time when a person liked being sold to? Okay, I kind of think back to, have you ever been wined and dined? That's a pleasurable experience. You could say that the person is selling themselves, right? I know that, you know, many women out there, they enjoy the idea of being wooed, right? Of being courted. How is that not the man selling himself? Okay. So that's an example. Um, outcome framing. Okay. What's going to happen to your success level if you keep thinking this way? What will happen or what will your life look like in 10 years or 20? What's your life going to look like if you keep that belief that if you sell something, you're going to sound salesy? Or if you objection handle, you're going to sound salesy, which I can let I can make that be the next episode because I've got I've got tons of stuff around objection handling. Okay, just for those that I mean, if you don't already know, I've got over three thousand sales calls under my belt and over three million in sales generated. All right, allness framing. Moving on, do you think that every single person who's ever sold anything in the history of the world has gone their entire life? without ever having someone like them? Or let's replace it with objection handling. Do you think that every single person who's ever objection handled somebody in the history of the world has gone their entire life without ever having someone like them? I could think off the top of my head, plenty of people that I have gone through objection handling with and they thanked me profusely afterwards for helping to change their life. In every industry that I've ever sold in, I've always had people come up to me and say, thank you. Thank you so much. I wouldn't be where I'm at if you didn't help me cross the line. All right. Moving on, because I want to be able to get through these. Reflexively apply to self or listener. So in other words, I probably shouldn't like you if you're selling something. <laughs> Or are you trying to tell me that if I sell anything, no person is going to like me or do business with me no matter what I do? What? Like, do you see how as we begin to kind of like poke at these beliefs at different angles that they end up just kind of sounding almost silly? Okay, last one, chunk down. How does this happen specifically? What happens first? And then like what happens after that? What or how does the exact sequence go for someone to go from not knowing you 
to not liking you because you're selling them something without you having any say in the matter or influence whatsoever. And when you ask people specifically, like how they get to these things, they usually start going and they go, oh, oh that doesn't make sense. And they find the link and they're like, oh, that link isn't right. I automatically assume that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's true. Okay. So I've given you seven different ways to be able to reframe yourself there. Okay. Um, and the great thing about this is that it doesn't necessarily require you to do anything different. All it requires or all this was, was just asking you questions and letting your own mind and your own logic kind of come to their own conclusions. Okay. So chunk down, reflexively apply to self or listener, allness framing, outcome framing, counterexample, reframe the internal state, reframe the external behavior, identification, complex equivalence, and then cause effect statement. So how do you sell big ticket items without sounding salesy? To recap, first, you want to be able to be genuinely interested in them, keep the focus on them, it takes it off of you because it's not about you. It's about them. Secondly, how much do you believe in your product or service? How much conviction do you have? The more conviction you have, the less you sound like you're trying to sell them. And then third, we walk through what are all the different ways that we can maybe just kind of question this belief of like, how do I avoid sounding salesy? Maybe it's not that you're sounding salesy. Maybe it's, you know, that they are just taking their time and they're processing it and it has nothing to do with you. They're having their own experience. All right. So in the end, sales is service and sales is helping people solve problems. And when done right, it can become a beautifully choreographed experience that's both a pleasure to have and to be able to experience when it's done right. So I will dock the episode there. Hope you found value in this. If you are listening, do me a favor and leave a review on this podcast. I'd be very appreciative and I will catch you on the next one. Savvy?